Hey everyone, welcome to the Work Friends Podcast, where we bring meaningful conversations to you. I'm Jen Brubaker, and I'm here with my co-host, work and real friend, Ainsley Stanley. With a new year comes a new season of the podcast. So make a mug cake, finish up the laundry, do whatever you need to do, and enjoy today's episode. First podcast of 2021, which is insane. Uh, Today, we're going to reflect on the last year and the crazy ride it was, as well as look forward as to what's to come, goals for this year, and what to expect on the Work Friends podcast, and also chat about our next very exciting series. So let's get into it. Wow, 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 wow. 2021, surprisingly, I feel no different than I did in 2020. What? I thought it was supposed to be New Year, New Me. Mm-mm, no. 2020 was obviously a year to remember for many reasons. What were some highlights for you, Ains? Man, I would say I listened to so much music last year because obviously I was home a lot. Um, so Need to Breathe came out with a sweet album. Taylor Swift came out with two surprise albums that were complete bangers. Um, also, our good friend Abby's wedding was huge. Our friends friend Emma had a baby kinsley jennifer which was very we special love you, kinsley. we love kinsley Ugh. that was a huge highlight um and i would say also the three months before covid two and a half months kind of time was awesome i did lots of fun things then um and then i would say the summer honestly the summer was such a highlight for me getting to go down to the trailer going out on the boat going kayaking Uh, you know, my small group and I, we like had a camp out in my friend's backyard and went camping with you and another friend and just got to do some fun things like that. So I felt like the summer was nice because it was a little bit more open as far as COVID regulations and it was just nice out and you got to do some of that outdoor stuff, which was awesome. So those are a few of my favorite things. What about you? I... I was thinking that I'm like, oh yeah, I actually did fun things, right? Like, like you said, Phil and Abby's wedding. That I've I haven't looked any better than I did that day, <laughs> all 2020. Um, but uh, I went to the beach um, one or two times. Yeah, camping was fun. Um, I think overall, though, it was it was the people. This sounds super like it was the people that made my year, but really, it was like. Phil and Abby's wedding was so cool because it's like my Listwell community, right? Um, my family took uh, or had our trailer up at my grandparents' farm. And so it was kind of like a mini like trailer, cottage, whatever, that we would go up on the weekends. So we were there for July 1st and it was just so fun hanging out together, walking around in the bush, uh, watching fireworks from, you know, the field. Like it, it was just really, really special good times so also friends having babies shout out to kinsley jennifer again and shout out to stanley little cutie um it's been fun to be a an honorary aunt from afar right now but um yeah those small moments were just really good so with the highlights come the low lights <laughs> what was difficult about this year for you I won't say COVID because I think that's an obvious one that we all felt. Yes. Um, But with that, I would say the general disappointment consistently throughout the year was hard. Like plans just change over and over. I feel like it was hard to look forward to things because you always held it in this tension of like, is this really going to happen? And so 
even if the disappointment was small, like, you know, I was going to go shopping or I don't know, something really little, like even those little things were hard to count on. And so it was just like being disappointed, even with really small things and big things like over and over. It was just like, this is fun. Um, also, I would say isolation was just so hard. You know, we need people. And for people like you and I in our stage of life as single people, like, I feel like it's just really extra hard. Um, yeah, feeling really distant from people. And isolation obviously brings so many other things that are hard and things that we struggle with get harder and things that we're feeling get harder. And uh, another thing that I think was super difficult for me especially the last few months but really over this whole year was just like the general animosity and polarization that is with people and everything political and and covid related and and just so many things that there's people on like really extremes of the spectrum and like really normal people on really extremes of the spectrum and then people from all across it too. And I think that was really hard because I saw, I felt in myself feeling frustrated with people that I disagreed with and also seeing the way people treated other people because of their disagreements. I just feel like everyone was at odds with each other. And that was really hard for me to watch. Um, I'm not like a, oh my gosh, I hate conflict. I can't do this kind of person. But man, like seeing people at odds all the time, particularly like the church and Christians, it was just like, what is going on? And I found that so incredibly difficult to watch and to experience. Um, and I also think I, I would be missing something valuable uh, to not mention the whole Black Lives Matter thing. And I feel like this was a hard thing and a good thing. But, you know, watching a great kind of um, joining if the movement of Black Lives Matter only out of a result of a lot of tragedy. And I think that was super hard. Super hard to see some people's responses to that whole thing. Um, yeah, I, I just think that I'm happy that there's changes being made, but it definitely that whole entire, um, I guess, spur of events uh, it was just really difficult to watch. And it really sucks that change can only be made when it's just like absolutely the worst it could be. So I feel like that was that was hard. Um, yeah. So those were probably some of the more difficult things. And the only other thing I would say that was really hard for me was just, I feel like I learned a new type of exhaustion that I didn't know. And that was like from working from home. And it was this weird thing of being on Zoom calls and on screens all day and then being like, wow, I'm exhausted. And I sat on my butt all day. And you're like, I don't understand why I feel so tired, but there definitely was this exhaustion to like just you know the results of like the the season of covid that we're in but also you know just like we're not made to be staring at screens all day every day all the time and never being with people so yeah i feel like it was uh, definitely a weird thing of learning how exhausted i could possibly get yes i i definitely uh can relate to a lot of things you just shared there and i would say too like a big thing for me was loneliness. Um, and I'm super thankful, like, and again, not to tie a bow around it or anything like that, but as I've looked back and reflected on how um, things were before COVID, like I moved back home to my parents' place in the fall before COVID hit. Um, that has been a huge blessing, but 
I'm still really wrestling with loneliness, like what you shared about, like not seeing people, you know, like physical isolation. And that has significant um, effects on on people and me for sure. I think too, like wrapped up in in all of that is it's hard to ask the question, what's next? Um, Living in the tension of like things that need to be get done. Um, and also having a limited capacity when it comes to finishing things, even just day-to-day things, like what you're saying about that new kind of exhaustion, felt that a lot. Um, I think letting go of expectations, not only for this year, but for life in general, was like uh, like really difficult, but again, not like necessarily a bad thing. Um, but yeah, a hard year <laughs> overall. Mm-hmm. What are some things that you felt like you learned from 2020? I, I'm probably my worst critic. I can be very hard on myself. That's a little fun fact. And so my goal for the beginning of the year was to be intentional about the rhythms I have in my life, um, not to be perfected or for them to be checked off um, the list of things to do, right? But to do what I need to do to take care of myself better. Um, to grow more of my faith and to implement things that will carry me well through the years. Um, I focused on sleep, phone usage, exercise, and most importantly, spiritual disciplines. Um, And I really see God's provision in him stirring these things in my life before COVID hit. Um, I really wanted to grow in steadiness. So even when things would go downhill, I had things in place that would carry me through those more difficult seasons, i.e. 2020. Um, I learned a lot about this in my readings. I naturally gravitated towards um, the ruthless elimination of hurry. I love a record. Good. If you need a book, again, John Mark Comer, don't know him, but get that book anyways, or about Sabbath and rest or about um, how to take care of myself well mentally, right? So I was learning a lot and COVID was a really good training ground for that. Um, I've definitely learned to slow down. I'm not an expert by any means, but um, I don't, I find that I don't get as flustered with the small things. Like if I'm driving and somebody's tailgating me, like I don't feel like I'm in a rush. I'm like, meh, whatever. Um, I mean, not all the time, but working on it. Uh, Overall, I've learned how to lead myself better uh, and came to peace with the understanding that I don't need to have everything figured out now in my 20s um, and for everything to be perfected now in my life. There's a lot of grace in that. Um, And regardless of how long or short it is, I have my whole life to be refined and to grow. And I think this year there was a lot of one degree changes that I hope and pray will continue to do that yeah that's so good I feel like I can relate to a lot of what you said um so Jen and I both don't really pick like new year's resolutions but we both pick words for the year um and our words were very similar hers was rhythms and mine was cadence the hipster version of rhythms yeah that's how (laughs) we've described it it was just a more hipster word than than rhythms but kind of meaning the same thing and one of the best pictures I have of it was I, I told a mentor of mine, Karen, about the word that I had picked. And she said that she always pictured the word cadence with a bike and how, you know, you they talk about the cadence, like basically your pace and feel of, of you know, biking, you know, and your speed and all of that. 
and how when you're biking now i'm not a big biker so i don't do a lot of like rolling hills and things like that but you know like you don't just like stay on one gear the whole time and move and change and go slow and fast slow and fast and different efforts you change the gear to help with the effort and to help with whatever terrain you're on and that was kind of how i was hoping to be was that you know putting these rhythms and good things in my life to have good cadence that um you know basically for me i find that i can be like a bit of a roller coaster and i would say the last you know 5 6 years of my life have been particularly challenging um lots of personal things that have happened and in the midst of some of those difficult seasons you know it it felt a lot like a roller coaster you know sometimes i was doing really well i had really high highs and really low lows and I didn't really want to do the roller coaster thing. I wanted to be able to say that I have done everything I can to remain steadfast and to be strong and to prepare and deal with the things I was going through so that when difficult times came because they will and they do that I wouldn't do the up and down even if life did that. Even if life went up and down that I would stay steady. And with that you know i was thinking about you know my spiritual practices and my health and you know all kinds of things to go with that but then obviously march comes covid hits isolation hits social distancing quarantine all of these things you know and and i even think of like in march i can remember sitting and watching the news and seeing things unfold and having the first things be canceled and being like what is going on and nobody knew whether it was all a big you know like um you know not a scare tactic um no one knew if it was like you know this thing where we were all worrying for no reason or not or if we should be totally freaking out and you know everyone was just so confused and you know even in moments like that and from then on you know i feel like I was so happy that God had prepared me and I already went into it with this mindset of saying I'm going to remain steadfast, I'm going to remain steady throughout the storms of life. And this was like the craziest storm I have ever experienced. Maybe not the hardest, but definitely the weirdest. <laughs> and, you know, learning through that and I honestly I feel like it really really above all helped me see and understand again in a new way how trustworthy God is because you know he knew you know when i was picking this word for the year when i was learning things when i was starting to put really good practices into my life to remain healthy like i had no idea that we were going to walk into a global pandemic right but god knew he knew all along he knew way before the beginning of time that we would enter this time and you know the things he did in my own individual life like the fact that he cared enough to to start stirring things in my heart to prepare me i think was really cool and so i think it's really helped me to understand god in a new way and be encouraged by god in a new way and yeah i think that just continuing with those those rhythms and things like that um yeah so that was 2020 good things bad things hard things hard and good things and yeah i think just really learning that god knew and god does know and he sees us in all of it which is really cool what are you wanting to focus on for this year 
I do think that a lot of the things that I focused on last year, I'm for sure going to focus on this year because even though I did work on them, I would say I wasn't perfect, which was okay. Like I gave myself grace for not being absolutely perfect with all my routines and habits in 2020. So not feeling too bad about that. But I would say I really want to continue with the way I view goals. And I know that a lot of people are huge fans of, you know, smart goals and stuff like that. And I think they're great. I do use them for certain things like work and whatever. But what I've learned about myself in the last few years is that I like to set really high goals for myself. And then when I don't reach them, I would be like, I'm a complete failure. I suck at life. I suck at this, all these things. And I'm not a super routined person. I really like variety in my life. And so I like when things are different all the time. And Jen, I'm sure, is cringing at the thought of that because Jen likes things to be expected and planned and all that stuff. (laughs) And anyway, so I I would find for me, like, it was really hard when I set goals if I didn't make them or knowing how to set appropriate goals. And I would get really focused on certain things. Um, And what I wanted to do instead and kind of going along with this, creating a good, um, I guess, foundation for my life, for lack of a better word was I decided last year to shift a lot of my goals from being specific goals to becoming daily and weekly and monthly practices. So instead of saying, I'm going to read at least one book every month, I made the goal to say, no, I'm just going to read every day and I'm going to read before I go to bed. And so that way, if I read half a chapter or a chapter or a lot and, you know, a longer book or a shorter book, you know, I... I felt like I was putting that practice into my life. Instead of saying, I'm going to run 30 kilometers this month, I just said, you know, I'm going to try to run three times a week, that kind of a thing. You know, I started to have these more um, kind of habitual kind of goals as opposed to, you know, number and checkbox goals. Because when I have number checkbox goals, I would do them to check off the box. You know, especially when it came to things like spending time with God, it's so easy to do that out of obligation. And instead, I was able to say, I'm going to put this practice and this habit into my life, either a daily, weekly, or monthly kind of, you know, thing. And with that, it became just part of my normal life and part of, you know, the things that I relied on as opposed to just being, I need to do this. It was just sort of like, this is how I live my life. And for me, I found that to be one of the healthiest choices that I made because I didn't have to feel guilty because it wasn't about a checkbox. And I found that I really enjoyed things a lot more because I was doing it out of making a practice for my life and it all had purpose. And, you know, I think going into this year too, with all the unknowns, I think that's so important because the truth is I can set goals and plans for my life and for this year, but there's so much unknown, but I know that I can put practices into my life and they're not going to be able to be taken from me, God willing, you know, So I think that some of those things that I I focused on last year, I'm also going to focus on this year. Um, And I think continuing with that perspective shift of goals um, is just how I like to do things. Um, And then I would say my word for this year is ordinary. And one of the things that is something that God is really teaching me right now is just about finding his glory and his goodness in the midst of ordinary places. I 
mentioned this a little bit before, but I like variety. I like excitement. You know, I have no plan, like no issue being spontaneous. And especially with my relationship with God, that is something that I have sometimes struggled with is expecting God to show up in these big, huge ways that I, I wanted and being disappointed when I didn't feel it that way. And, you know, something that I've been beginning to be more aware of and see is how God is in the midst of really small things too. And, you know, even think of all the Psalms talking about how creation itself worships our creator and how, you know, being in nature, you can see God in nature when you're staring at the stars or the sunset or walking down a trail that, you know, doesn't have to be in a miracle or, you know, anything like that. And not that those things are bad either, but I think for me saying that even when life is mundane, that I can find, you know, God and his glory and his holiness in all of those things. And so learning to be super content in the boring of life and super content in the really plain and ordinary mundane things of life, which right now, you know, coming into 2021 at the start of a lockdown feels very mundane and ordinary and boring. And so saying that life doesn't have to be boring, but that life with God is exciting. And so, yeah, that's my word for the year is ordinary and just looking to enjoy Jesus in every moment. Well said. I think it's funny because, you know, like you saying that, you know, I don't want to have goals that have, you know, I want to run X amount of kilometers per month. I literally did that (laughs) this month. Um, I, yeah, I love hearing how, um, what works well for people. And for me, when it comes to physical challenges specifically, I need to have like an end goal. For example, doing half of a flipping Ironman. I'm like, if I don't train, I'm screwed. So here we go. Um, yeah, yesterday I was running on the trail. It was so snowy and so cold. I'm like, I need to finish my goal. Anyways. <laughs> that is awesome and I and I definitely have seen the uh, value and the benefit of um yeah having it more as practices in place not just checks bo- check box things so I spent a lot of time praying about this year and what God wanted me to focus on and the word wilderness kept coming to mind I was like what <laughs> like I was thinking maybe like joy or um, peace, or I don't know, uh, stillness, but wilderness kept coming to mind. And so again, as I was sitting with it, as I was praying about it, just this, uh, this image of coming away, like number one, I love being in nature. I love hiking. I love camping. Um, that's one way that I really connect with God. Um, I love being in his creation. And so naturally I'm like, oh yeah, okay, we can, we can do this. But as you look through scripture, wilderness is not seen as like, you know, you see the Israelites wandering through the desert in the wilderness for 40 years. Not really a good time if you ask me, Um, (laughs) you know, all these things. But wilderness just kept coming. Um, And so as I prayed about it and asked for like what this actually means, really got a sense that God wants to refine me without the distraction of an audience. Like in a sense, this coming away to be with him in the quiet of the quietness of, of being in nature and for him to work on me. Um, 
I was reading Luke 5 today, and um, obviously I love the Gospels. I love re- reading about Jesus's life, but he had just, <laughs> <laughs> obviously, that goes, yeah, without saying, um, but he had just healed this man with leprosy, and he told him, do not tell anybody that what has happened, um, and then that obviously didn't happen. Um, news about Jesus spread like wildfire. And it says at the very end of this section in uh, verse 16, um, but Jesus often withdrew to the wilderness for prayer. And you see that all throughout the gospels, right? Like Jesus is healing. Jesus was a busy person, right? But you see this rhythm in his life where he withdraws to be alone with God. And sometimes he brings other people with him, but he has this rhythm of like, yeah, healing people, serving people, like all of these things. And he comes away into the wilderness to spend time in prayer. And so all that to say, I I don't know specifically quite yet what that looks like, but just that shift in a mindset that um, even like I'm not missing out on anything because I have Jesus, right? Like I don't need to make plans with people I mean, like, yeah, that's important. And especially to her in lockdown. So, um, but having a new, <laughs> but having this new contentness in, in Jesus that um, I think I may have been lacking a little bit um, to, to really grow in that. So a little bit of a ramble and I still need to <laughs> work through this is like practically what this looks like, but I think contentment would be a huge thing. Um, silence and solitude is a huge thing. And just being, um yeah content with whatever the season is not wishing that it was some that this season or this year is going to be something else but to position myself and my heart and my mind to to rest in that so hopefully that makes sense no I think it makes perfect (laughs) sense I think it's really cool you know you've obviously obviously um you know I've heard you talk about this whole wilderness thing a few times but I do think that it's really cool and you know I think that I do sometimes look at those places in the Bible of wilderness as a hard but a really cool place because, you know, even though the Israelites wandering around in the wilderness was not maybe a great time, they had to rely on God, right? You know, and that was this whole big thing, you know, they had to rely on him for food and he provided manna and they had to rely on him for water and to rely on him for direction and, you know, all the ways that they had to follow him. And I think that that's a good place to be in when we're relying on the father, even if it doesn't feel as nice to not be in control. But when you realize that it's actually better to rely on God in the wilderness, I think that that is cool. So I think it's an awesome word and I'm excited to see where um, God takes you in the wilderness. So with all that's um, kind of been said and the things that we learned last year and we're looking forward to this year, Um, it's had a huge influence on what we want to talk about next on the podcast. When you find out what the next uh, season is going to be, you will not be surprised by things we're about to say um, and why we're so passionate about these issues because um, really this is birthed out of a care and concern for the things people are going through right now and also the things that we have been going through and learning in the last year and a bit. Um, So Jen, can you give them a little bit of a sneak peek of our next series? Of course. I am so, so pumped. This series, we're going to be chatting about how to be good stewards of our health and well-being, why it's important and needed, especially in difficult seasons. 
Um, we see in scripture that God calls us to come and to rest in him, um, to be ready in any and every season and to really abide in him. Um, like we talked about before, we want to remain steady regardless of what's happening in life. And so we're going to be hearing personal stories, have health experts come and shed some light on good practices to have in place um, to really set ourselves up for success, if you want to say that, amidst a challenging year. Ainsley, for you personally, why is this important to talk about? You know, for me, the last few years, I know like the winter is just hard for me in general. I'm a sunshine gal. I love the summer. I don't like winter. I don't like when it's cold out. I want to cry every time I have to clean the snow off of my car and all of those things. And so, you know, not even just, you know, like the haha, it sucks, but also like the winter blues is a real thing. And, you know, you add a pandemic and lockdown and isolation and anxiety into all these things. And it's a challenging time. And I know for me over the last few years, you know, whether it's going into winter or just, you know, having to deal with the trauma of things that have gone on in the last few years, I've had times where I've been really struggling with my mental health. And I have had to be really diligent and intentional about putting in practices of rest in my life, time off, community, going to therapy, you know, saying that, you know, there's a time where I need to talk to somebody that's not just my friend. Really, the idea is, is to start 2021 off on a good note and on a healthy note and saying, how can we work to be healthy? Because this year could be a very, very long year. 2020 was a very long year. And we have to heal from all the things that happened in 2020 still, and it's not over. So I think that some of those things is kind of what we hope for you that, you know, this can be just maybe a couple tools in the tool belt, as my boss likes to say, of things that we can do, things that we can learn, maybe that you can relate to and feel like you're not alone. I, yeah, I'm, I'm so excited. And we've already had recorded a couple of conversations, so it's going to be a good series. Um, we just want to say this isn't a mental health or a self-help series. Um, we are not experts, surprisingly, in this area. So if you're struggling with your mental health, you may need to talk to a doctor and maybe even take some medication to help you. Um, we're not saying that you need to try harder and do better to get better. Um, we believe that God made us. He's sovereign, almighty, and all-powerful, and he invites us to join him in taking care of his creation, including ourselves and each other. Um, we want to talk about some of the things we can do to do this well. Um, so that we just wanted to lay the foundation for the conversations that we are going to have. Um, who are we going to be hearing from in this series? Uh, we're going to be hearing from our friend who is a pastor and they're going to share their own experience with mental health and burnout and getting through that, um, as well as a medical doctor and a therapist. Um, they're going to talk about caring for ourselves well, caring for others well, and just staying healthy and saying, you know, how do we combat fatigue? How do we get through these things um, on a practical level, on an emotional level, on a spiritual level? And, you know, the whole picture, it's not about a one size fits all, but about saying, you know, let's have a conversation about all of these things as well as just hear about people's experiences with it. And hopefully this can be, you know, kind of a, a launch pad in a sense of 2021. To end this episode and to start 2021, I wanted to share a prayer from Lectio 365, which is a free app that you can get um, that really encapsulates our hope for this year for ourselves and for you. 
Jesus, I lay everything about this coming year before you. I fix my eyes on you and you alone. You are both the author and perfecter of faith. I yield to the story that you are writing in and through my life. I'm grateful for the insurance in the Apostle Paul's letter to the church in Rome that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Even when I don't perceive it, God is at work in my life. Father, help me to live this day to the full, being true to you in every way. Jesus, help me to give myself away to others, being kind to everyone I meet. Spirit, help me to love the lost, proclaiming Christ in all I do and say. Amen. Thank you so much for that, Jen. If you want more great prayers or are looking for something just to add a few moments of quiet and prayer to your day, like Jen said, you should check out Lectio 365. It's a free app, has great reflections every single day. They're doing one on the Beatitudes right now called The Blessing, and it's just an awesome pause in the day, and you don't have to do it every day for it to make sense. You can just do it whenever. You can go back to any days. It's a really awesome resource for you. Um, I just wanted to also add, you may have noticed that our audio is maybe not sounding as nice as it has in the past episodes. Um, we are obviously right now working from home because of the current state in Ontario, and we are working and figuring out how to make the audio a little bit better, but um, our audio setup was much better for when we were in person with people, and so we're figuring that out. So bear with us in the coming few weeks. We're going to try to get that um, sounding good again, but we're working with what we have right now as we work from home. So all of that, thank you so much for taking the time to listen to the Work Friends podcast today. We release new episodes on Mondays, and if you don't want to miss an episode, which you definitely won't want to miss this series, make sure that you're subscribed to us on whichever podcast app you like to listen to. Also, you can follow us on Instagram at Just Work Friends to stay up to date. And if you're enjoying, you can also leave a review for you in whatever app you're listening to. So until next time, have a good one. Bye-bye. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.